Welcome to the Shot Side Podcast. I'm here with uh, Matt and Adam here today. So it's uh, it's great to see you guys. Yeah, you yeah, too, great man. Great to see you too. So with the uh, regular season meeting, it's and we get into talking about our NBA storylines, uh, most improved player award winner, executive of the, the year nominees. Uh, we'll also talk about our all NBA, all defensive, and all rookie teams, uh, player of the weeks, uh, upcoming play-in and playoff schedules, and last but not least, our lightning round. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shot Decide. Send us some ideas, questions, or talking points to our Gmail account at shotdecide at gmail.com. Uh, before we uh, jump right into our NBA storylines, I just want to quickly mention right now that me and Matt are currently battling for the championship round in our ESPN Fantasy Basketball League. Uh, Matt, I believe you have... What's uh, What's your point lead over me right now? Yeah, I'm up by 48 right now. I got... I think I still got about the same amount of players left too, since Embiid and Cade are sitting out now. So, looking in mm-hmm. good shape for now. Yeah, it was it was kind of my fault for not uh, not really uh, putting the the end of the year schedule uh, a week earlier because I think it would have it might have benefited yeah. you a little bit more with Giannis playing and and Brandon Ingram and whatnot. Yeah, I know you tried to tilt it in your favor, but the, the team's still looking strong in the end, though. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a close game, though. Yeah, it should be a close finish. It'll probably come down to tonight's game, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah, good luck to you. Uh, so jumping in right into our storylines right now, uh, Nikola Jokic and Trey Young named Players of the Week for their respective conferences. Uh, so big shout out to those two players. Uh, I know Nikola Jokic is, he's my MVP um, for this year. I know you guys might have differing opinions with uh, either Embiid or Giannis. Um, Trey's been playing a lot better though recently. Wow, you, you don't have Embiid as your MVP? He's been carrying your fantasy team. <laughs> I know I should, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think... I would have to agree with that. It looks like uh, all the playoffs seeds are, at least for the play-ins, are set now. I think uh, there's still the Nuggets in Utah still have to get sorted out on the west side. But the play-ins set now. You got Cleveland and the Brooklyn Nets playing each other in Brooklyn. And the Wolves playing the... Clippers to start us off on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll get into and, more of that, uh, more of the upcoming games too in our in our schedule um, at the end of the podcast too. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say it to bring up the Kawhi Leonard coming back, potentially. Is he? Because it the potentially he had, they said that it's possible that he could return in for the playoffs here. They said obviously there'd be some ramp up time if he does return, but. If I if I'm a betting man, I would say Kawhi doesn't return considering his injuries in the past. Yeah. Um, Any thoughts? If it, I if the Clippers get it to like the second or third round, um, I know they still have to get through the play-in game with the Timberwolves. If they lose that, they got to play the nine or ten seed. I think they still make the playoffs. Um, it's either, I mean, if they play the Suns and he's not back, they, I mean, he's not coming back because they're not beating the Suns without Kawhi. Yeah, and just speaking of uh, the fantasy playoffs ending on today, 
is this is why they should have ended last week. Here here's the Heat starting lineup for tonight. It's Mulder, Highsmith, Oladipo, Robinson, and the Yurt. That's a that's a stud lineup. <laughs> that that is why they oh. should end the week before. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll take I'll take credit for that. That's that's my bad. My bad. At least it's close though. Yeah, so uh Adam, <laughs> what's uh what's going on in Utah right now? Yeah, it's, it seems like uh they're falling apart in Utah over there. I I don't know if it's more of a team chemistry problem or of a coaching problem. But I think uh, there's going to be some turmoil in Utah for the coming years. Um, so I think either Dave uh, Mitchell might be out or, or Gerber might be out in uh, the next year or so. But I don't think the playoffs are going to do uh, too well to the to Jazz this year. Yeah, Matt, is there is there one per- person yeah. that you'd probably want to kick out the door? I mean, if I'm Utah, Donovan Mitchell's not in that conversation. I mean, you kind of have to retool it and maybe push out, you know, um, Rudy Gobert or push something. Push out Gobert. I would, you know, I would probably based off of who I can get the most return for because I, I don't think Utah's necessarily a prime location that free agents are – clamoring to go to so if they can get more for donovan mitchell i I would maybe part ways with him but it would have to be somebody that like i think he's comparable to maybe a maybe a potential jalen brown or something (laughs) yeah i mean boston i don't know if the celtics would be into that though for donovan mitchell yeah i know yeah for donovan mitchell i mean maybe they would i mean I don't know. I, I personally like Jalen Brown, but just because I think he's better defender than Donovan Mitchell. Is. Personally, I don't think Utah. I just does that. think I think. Yeah, no, I I think I think Boston. I think for the first time this year, they're actually okay with having Brown and Tatum on the on the on the court together, and they've shown that they're perfectly adequate for being on the same court together and, and winning basketball games, and. It, it's propelled them to the, with the number three seed this year when they weren't even like a, a top five team earlier. Yeah, I agree. I can see it. There would be a lot of uh, suitors for Rudy Gobert, I feel like. I mean, I think a lot of teams could use a big defender like that, especially teams in the West that have to deal with guys like Aiton and stuff. Right, and and we're even in the east. And Utah does have trade pieces. I mean, they got Bogdanovich, they got uh, former Six Man of the Year Jordan Clarkson, they got Mike Conley. Um, they have a lot of good pieces in Utah. They just, I, I think it's it's time to either restart or it's it's time for one of either Gobert or Mitchell to leave. And I, if I'm Utah, I'm not letting Donovan Mitchell leave. Yeah, here's the thing. I I, I think the, the 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 Warriors they could make a strong push if they really wanted to to get a a big center like Gobert. Right. If they want to do a package deal with like Kuminga, like a couple first rounders, like they maybe they can do a lot with with Gobert. Exactly. Like, and I think Gobert would would be can, amazing on on the Warriors. I love that take. You know, I could I can see something like. Uh, 
to make the salary work, like Wiggins and Wiseman for, I think that would maybe work Wiggins and Wiseman for Gobert and maybe like a pick or something. Right. Yeah, I think that'd be... Maybe throw in Moody. I, I think the Warriors are probably going to keep Kaminga because he looks like a young star, in my opinion. Right. Maybe throw in Jordan Poole because they got Moses Moody, who's been playing pretty good too. No, I don't know yeah. if they want to get rid of Poole. Yeah, but... He might be gone anyway, so it'd be, have to be a sign-in trade. But can you imagine, you know, a front court of Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green? Like, that'd be unstoppable, especially against some of those Western Conference uh, foes that they have to play against. I mean, that's – I would love to have yeah. those two for defensive purposes. And then you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and and whoever else they want to plug in there for offense. Yeah, that would uh, that'd be a, a force in the West, honestly. that That's what the Warriors are missing too because Looney's just – He's not really big enough to compete with somebody like Aiton or Towns or anybody like that. Yeah, that's why I think Adam's little take right there was absolutely on point. Yeah, that was a great take. Might might get featured in the next ESPN special. <laughs> I'm dropping Adam bombs every every day. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN, hook him up. Hook him up. Woj has some competition over here. You know it. You know it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, kind of a downer for, for my Lakers squad here, but uh, Lakers eliminated from the playoffs. We t- I mean, that's kind of been in the works the, these last couple weeks. Um, but AD, Russ, LeBron, all sitting out the final two games. Um, I mean, after two-game skid, the, I mean, it's – it's it's not good if you're a Lakers fan to have to go through through all this, and then of, on top of that, LeBron's not winning the scoring title, so you hate to see it. It's more salt in the wound. It is. It is. It's just been a, a failure year for the Lakers, and it's, it's it's hard to see what's coming next for LeBron because I don't know if he wants to stay on the Lakers after this year. <laughs> yeah, I had a buddy uh, uh, snap me earlier today and he was like um yeah so russell westbrook's had a bigger impact on the lakers this year he's top two in points rebounds assists steals um and that was the the viewpoint he gave me i was like hold on hold on here lebron has a a better plus minus which is more important because he's played less games than westbrook westbrook's played every pretty much every game and if you've watched any Lakers game, there's no way you would say that Westbrook is their best player on the court at any moment. No, not at all. <laughs> but that's that's the only thing I'm going to stick up for for uh, for Lakers. And there's not much you can stick up for. I mean, it's it's a, it's been a very tough season for the Lakers in the Lakers community. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of different reports of of different media members saying that this is, this could be the worst disaster uh, NBA team in like the history of the NBA, which might be a little bit too much, but the fact that they're even bringing it up, I mean, well, I mean, this, this isn't the first time that the Lakers tried to assemble an old squad of veterans to try to make, like make a run for the championship. I mean, they did it with, with 
Dwight, Kobe, and Steve Nash that one year. Right. And obviously, it just it just didn't work out. And I guess I think this is probably the 2.0 version. And again, it didn't it didn't work out at all. Another playoffs miss. Yeah, it's it's another little case of the Lakers just trying to go all in and and put in, kind of like you said with that 2000 what was it 2010 team when they got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. Yep. So it it hasn't worked out twice. Are the Lakers going to learn from this? Oh, I mean, we'll find out. So welcome right. back, guys. Uh, we just got done talking about, uh, me and Adam got done talking about the Lakers a little bit, um, some of the struggles they've gone through. Um, on Saturday, after a two-game skid, though, the Grizzlies got uh, John Morant back, um, and they ended up clinching the two-seed. Um, that game, seven players posted uh, double-digit points, and uh, Jaron Jackson with uh, 12 points, uh, Brooks with 23, Ja had 21, Desmond Bain had 18, Clark had 20, Melton 12, and Williams off the bench with 19 points. Um, this game was against the Pelicans, though, so uh, they were without Ingram. Valanchunas picked up uh, three early fouls. Ended up getting a fourth one later in that first half, so he was kind of a non-factor. Um, your guys' yeah, thoughts th- on that game? I think uh, that that game was was pretty rigged. I mean, Valentunas got five fouls in five minutes. That was pretty ridiculous, especially for my fantasy squad. Right. But I don't know. I think they were probably going to win anyway. So with Ingram out, and then I think. I don't was C, CJ wasn't playing that well. I don't think I I tuned out after halftime because they were down by like thirty. Yeah, shout out to Odie in the background here in Barkley. Yeah, Odie's just protecting <laughs> the crib right now. Like there's a lot lot of people on the run right now. <laughs> Rogers is the new Gotham City. Uh, it's. I wish uh, I wish I had a dog to just kind of man the fort down a little bit. But... I know Odie can't do maybe it. one day. Odie, maybe one day. Odie can't do podcasts, so he's got to protect the fort. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do it for you while you while you're on the pod. I just fed him the person that we were keeping in the basement, though, so he should be good now. Oh, oh. <laughs> full meal. I don't know if we can put that on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke in case. <laughs> yeah, don't he's, don't attack he's us. Dry dog food. <laughs> uh, so uh, back into the NBA talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the NBA. <laughs> The NBA rescinded. (laughs) So the NBA rescinded uh, the tech foul on Luca. Uh, So this allows him to play the last game. I think he's. They're still battling for that. uh, They might be battling Golden State for the two or the three seed actually. So um, yeah, I think they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the four seed right now. Um, do you guys think this is a good thing or a bad thing that Luca? I mean, he gets another technical in the playoffs, though. He has to set out a playoff game. So was this really worth it? Adam, your thoughts? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, what? 
I think Luca just has to be careful. Obviously, I mean, it's it should be pretty easy to control your 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 temper. But I mean, again, like once when playoffs start, I mean, anything could happen. So, I think this could be very crucial for the the Mavericks later on in the playoffs. But I, I mean, it's it 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 all comes down to to Luca if he can control his temper and if it's going to affect the series. Yeah, Matt, uh, speak on a little bit about because uh, we've witnessed this before with Draymond Green. Uh, in the finals where he kicked LeBron in a, in a sensitive area. Um, this has happened before. He didn't get him. He didn't get him. He got him. Was it a sensitive area though for LeBron or not? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he toppled <laughs> over. Toppled over. No, no. I mean, he didn't flop or anything. Did not get any flop warning. So it, that's, that's what I saw on the TV. Yeah, I just saw it as a, a chance to give LeBron a, a shot at the 3-1 comeback by suspending Draymond for a game. I think the, the NBA learned their lesson, and they won't do the same with young Luka. So that's probably why they rescinded it. Because also, like, if I don't know if you saw what he got the tech for. Like, He got slapped like two times on that plays, and they didn't call foul. So, I mean, it, it was kind of rightfully granted that he'd be frustrated about getting hit like that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Dallas though, I kind of, I kind of want him to sit out the last game because then, come playoff time, he does, he doesn't have to worry about if he gets another technical. I think, I don't know what the rule is behind that. If you have to get like two or three more after that to get another suspension, but I don't want to yeah. take the risk of of Luca maybe saying some words in the playoff time when things get heated, and then he has to sit out a key playoff game you know, that could cause the series. But then again, like, would it be that bad if Luca just missed the first game of the, the, the playoff series and then you have him for the rest of the series? You don't have to worry about him missing the game. I mean, you don't know. Cause you, you know, don't know if, if a team's going to figure out something, you know, without Luca, cause Luca's going to need his supporting cast. If, if a team figures out his supporting cast with him off the court, you know, it could be a tipping point in the series, and I'm not, I don't want to take that chance if I'm Dallas, personally. Yeah, I well, agree. I mean, I mean, yeah, are you sure? Like yeah. the the it doesn't reset for the playoffs. Yeah, that's like why I was bit? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I think it might like I think you might get one additional game since it's the playoffs now. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Dray, I mean, Dray, I you Draymond was ra- racking up the technicals that year. Right. Because he should have got but, a technical um, this previous series for kicking Steven Adam in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you uh did you guys see that uh, Evan Mobley's back for the Cavs? So this is a big uh, uh big addition back to the Cleveland Cavaliers team. Um. You know, they got a, a 118 to 107 loss to the Nets, but um, Mobley looked pretty good in that game. And uh, Garland and Durant were kind of going at it towards the end of the game. Um, but, I mean, when Kevin Durant's going against Garland, it's kind of a, kind of a one-way battle uh, with the Nets winning that one. Yeah, I think Evan Mobley would definitely help out on the defensive end being back. I think um, 
I don't know that the Nets are too concerned about him considering he's a rookie, but he definitely helps having him back. I think uh, young Kyrie's not gonna not gonna lose the the Padawan in Darius Garland for the Cavs. I think he'll take care of business in the playoffs. Show him why he's the ankle god. I thought that was uh, Steph's Padawan. Steph had Steph had a lot of good things to say about Darius Garland. Yeah, Steph didn't play for the Cavs though. <laughs> he he yep. Darius Garland is the next Steph Curry though. And that Steph said that himself. Yeah. Personally though, he's the probably gonna Steph, be better. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a stretch right there. <laughs> Speaking of the Nets though, um they might get Ben Simmons back. Possibly in the first round too. Actually, Actually, I don't want to cut you off here, Al, but this just in. Steve Nash just came out and re refuted the the um statement from that article saying that he does not expect Simmons to be back. Ooh. So it is still up in in the air to see if Simmons is gonna play in the playoffs or not, so I apologize, Maybe Nash guys. Nash is just I, playing head games, then. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to throw out <laughs> fake news right there. Jeez. No, I mean that's what I'm here for. You know, dropping atom bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Insider uh, Adam on the on the take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, ben, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to find that that article, but I think <laughs> I think Ben Simmons, if he was back though, I think they they'd be getting into the the favorite category. But without him, they're probably gonna have to wait till next year. Right. That's a that's a tough blow. I mean, for the, I mean, obviously. Go ahead, Adam. Damn, KD, dro- well, KD dropped a trip dub today. They needed it. They need to get this win to get the seven seed. So, big win. Honestly, if if I were if I were the Brooklyn Nets, I would, I wouldn't want the seven seed. I'd, I'd rather have the eight seed. Well, who is the seventh or the second seed? It's Milwaukee. Because uh, it, it depends Milwaukee's on Milwaukee's the second seed. Do Do you want to play? Do you want to play Milwaukee or Miami? And I I think if I were Brooklyn, I'd rather play Miami than. Milwaukee. Yeah, it I could mean, ch- change still, though. I think. I don't think Brooklyn gives a damn, though. They'll play whoever the whoever they want to. I mean, they got superstars with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and they don't. Those two players don't care who they're playing. First round, second round, third round. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what KD said on JJ Reddick's podcast the other day. He just said. He's not really worried about who they play. Just tip it up and we'll see what happens. So we're going to move on to our most improved player nominees. Um, I'm just going to mention um, maybe my top like nine that could be considered in this award. Uh, You got Darius Garland, DeJounte Murray, Kyle Kuzma, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole, uh, John Morant, who's probably the betting favorite, uh, Miles Bridges, and Desmond Bain. Um, Matt, I'm going to start out with you. Who is your 
nomination for most improved player? My nomination would have to be DeJounte Murray out of San Antonio. I think considering that this is his sixth season in the league and he previously tore his ACL, I think he's had a big improvement from last year. He's basically almost averaged a triple-double. He's doubled his assists totals, and he's pretty much put the Spurs in position to be in the play-in over the Lakers. I don't think anybody would have expected that. DeJounte Murray would lead the Spurs to the play-in game over the Lakers. And so that would be my reasoning for picking him. I I think uh, he's also a a two-way player, too, on the defensive side with his steals and energy on that side of the ball as well. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, Matt, that was – I I like that pick. So – so Adam, uh, who's your uh, nominee for the award? No, for me, I, I'd have uh, John Morant as the front runner. Um, just just going from 19 points per game to 27 points per game, and obviously being in the MVP front running this year, and and leading the the Mavs to a, a phenomenal season, getting the two spot in the playoffs. Memphis. What did I say? You said the Mavericks. He's on the Mavs now. You didn't oh, know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know he was on the Mavericks. Jeez, if, if they had oh, Luca and Ja. Dude, I, I need Zion to go to the Grizz. That'd be sweet. They'd have to no, trade. I think Zion, Zion is New York bound, at least. I'll try, I'd give him Steven Adams for him. <laughs> Adam, any uh, any more explanation of why uh, Jaws your uh, your candidate? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, what what else is there to say? I mean, John Moran has been having a stellar year, and I mean, obviously, everyone else on that list has had a great year, a great bump from last year. But I think I think John Moran has taken that step from star to superstar this year. Yeah, I mean, he is the betting favorite to win the award. Um, I think just besides what you said with uh, the points thing from 19 a game to about 27 and a half, um, just an, a secondary stat to look at is is field goal percentage because you see a lot in rookies. They, they throw up a lot of shots and, and try to make their name or their case. But uh, just from the past year to to this year, he's up 5% in field goal percentage, which is, is a, a giant leap, almost at 50% from the field. Um, I think this has played perfectly into what Memphis is trying to do. Um, they're trying to, you know, get quality shots from all their players. They have a lot of great shooters in Desmond Bain, uh, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson can shoot it from outside. Um, so he's, he's been a perfect, you know, Adam, I think you mentioned superstar, you know, he's, he's fit that role. And, and I think we can see in the future, you know, Maybe not most improved player. Um, you know, he he'll be a most improved player most likely this year. But we, he shouldn't be in the conversation next year. He should be in that MVP conversation. Oh yeah, and I I thought I mean he definitely has some consideration this year for MVP. But I mean, what Joel Embiid is, and that's another story for another time. But 
I mean, John Moran has been doing going lights out this year. Right. And and not just what are you based off of of uh, the field goal percentage? He wasn't even shooting that bad his rookie year, and to notice that big of a jump from last year to this year is crazy. That he's still he's he's getting better every year, and it's going to be exciting to see what he can do next year. So I just want to transition a little bit from um, most improved player nominee. Uh, I want to jump into executive of the year nominee. Um, this will be our last award that we kind of talk about. Um, some of the execs that I want to mention, um, the Bulls exec, Arturis Karnasovas. Um, you got the Grizzlies one and Zachary Kleiman. Heat, Pat Riley, Kobe Altman with the Cavs, Bob Myers with the Warriors, uh, Gupta with the Timberwolves, Brad Stevens with the Celtics, and Daryl Morey with the 76ers are kind of just my top uh, execs of the year. Uh, we'll go through real quick and give our little uh, two cents of, of who we think is going to be our exec of the year. I'll start off. Um, for me, it's uh, Arturis Karnasovas with the Bulls. Um, Doing kind of what L.A. should have done and bringing in one of their own players in uh, Alex Caruso for defensive purposes, bringing in DeMar DeRozan as a proven scorer and getting Lonzo Ball, even though he's out for the remainder of the season, while getting a second-round pick player to contribute in Io, um, for me, has cemented him as the exec of the year. Uh, This team was 31-41 and a year ago, and... uh, to be able to change the energy and leadership to bring this team to a soon to be 46 and 36 record in a year, making the playoffs as the sixth seed in the Eastern conference is a huge win for the bulls fans. Um, now that now this team isn't quite perfect, but um, especially on de- the defensive side of the ball um, will still be kind of a problem. But uh, if I were the three seed in the East, I would know that my team cannot sleep on the Bulls um, as they will put, you know, a lot of points up in a hurry uh, and make things tough, uh, possibly going into the second round. Matt, you got uh, your exec of the year? Yeah, I think uh, the Bulls one's definitely a solid pick. He did did lose them a draft pick in uh, their scenario this year with the the Marta Rosen thing, didn't he? I think Kyle Lowry lost the Heat one too, uh, but it was just a second round, so not too big a deal. Um, my mine would have to be um, Kobe Altman for the Cavaliers. I think not just this year, but in general over the past couple of years, I think he's done a great great job of taking this uh, LeBron riddled team, LeBron less riddled team from. Not mm-hmm. not being able to get out of the the depths of the Eastern Conference to finally being in the playoffs or at least the play-ins by making some good draft picks and bringing in some guys that off some good deals. Like honestly, like that Jared Allen deal with the Nets was a really good trade for them, and they didn't have to give up much to get them. Um, I would say honestly, the only thing that they didn't do well was maybe giving away Kevin Porter Jr. for nothing, but he was a problem for them in the locker room, so I can see why they did it. 
yeah, a lot of people don't know yep. about that uh, that little trade they did. I mean, Porter Jr. could have been a, a pretty good small forward um, for that Cavs team because you know Cavs Cavs have not been strong at that position too. So that I just don't know either if that would have fit good with that team though because like yeah. Porter's Porter's a good he's a good passer um, can be a good uh, secondary ball distributor with Darius Garland but. Um, I think if he would have taken the same shots that he did with, uh, that he has with Houston, uh, there could have been problems. And like you said, he had problems in the locker room in Cleveland. So yeah. And, um, and I mean, can't they, get too upset. They didn't, they didn't know that, um, what's his face would be out for the entire year. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Colin Sexton. Yeah. Colin Sexton. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they didn't know he'd be out the whole year and they're, they're actually kind of similar players to a certain extent kind of ball dominant players that can put up buckets. Yeah, I'd still say Sexton's a little bit better though. Oh yeah, I would. That especially turnover wise too. Yeah, who knows? I don't know if Sexton's gonna be on the team next year or not. I also yeah. like that they'd be a trade candidate. That they went all in a little bit too and decided to make a trade for Levert where like it's easy for teams to sit back and stay complacent and they kinda at least were trying to move some pieces around. Yeah, no, he definitely did a great job of uh, retooling that Cavs team. No need to throw uh, LeBron shade there, but... Uh, uh, no, it wasn't Adam, shade. They just haven't been good. <laughs> no, it, it's... No, it's it's facts. I mean, but, they're uh, better than the Lakers this year. I, just, <laughs> I get that. I get that. I totally get that. I just... We talk, we'll talk about LeBron a little bit, Maybe but... Maybe he'll go back to Cleveland. To, Oh, I don't see that. They're, they're missing a small happen. forward, aren't they? I did say that, but uh, <laughs> I don't say never, Al. You heard it. I here don't think first. that's happening. LeBron James back to the Cleveland Cavaliers, coming to you soon, Cleveland. You you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, who do you have as your exec of the year? For me, I uh, I'm gonna have to stay with um, yeah the Grizzlies uh, Zachary Kleinman. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, um, going off of what Alex said off the Bulls, how the Bulls um, they kind of traded their pieces, and then we have the the Grizzlies who they 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 drafted their pieces, they stuck with their pieces, and they they pretty much everyone on their team improved. And the acquisition of Steven Adams only made that team a lot better on the defensive end. And they definitely need a center on that team. And Jaron Jackson's made a, a huge improvement throughout this season. And I, I think he's put together a great team in Memphis. Yeah, I agree. The Memphis Grizzlies have been looking good, and they've hit on like a large amount of their draft picks too. They were kind of like the like Golden State. How Golden State obviously they drafted Clay, they drafted Staff, they drafted Draymond, like a bunch of great pieces. And I feel like that's what they're doing there in uh, in Memphis. They're relying on the draft and and just putting all their all into the players they have there. Yeah, I mean, drafting-wise, they've done a great job. Even drafting this past year, too, and getting Zaire Williams, who 
was a high prospect. He might have been first overall in his draft class, but bringing him in too, he's just like we mentioned earlier, he had a huge game putting up 19 points off the bench. So he's a a great player to add into that Memphis uh, secondary lineup. I don't know if he'll play a lot in the playoffs, but a good kind of bridge for them to kind of build off of, and we'll see how they do in that second round. Or first round of playoffs, sorry. Yeah, they they also got a ton of depth, too. Right. Yep. Minnesota boy, Tyus. Yeah. John Concher. The the only... (laughs) The only problem, though, is uh, once playoffs start to kind of hit, though, like secondary units, though, don't really see a ton of playing time because, you. I mean, in the playoffs, you see a lot of teams just go with their starting lineups and playing huge minutes for them just because they know it's it's winning time. Yeah, that'll be something to pay attention to. That's why I want my T-Wolves to take on them instead of the Suns. (laughs) Yes. That would definitely be ideal. (laughs) all right so now that we kind of got the awards out of the way for the year um let's just transition to kind of i love this segment just doing uh talking about the nba all nba teams all defensive teams and all rookie uh team selections um i will start off by just we'll we'll start out with the first team and go from me to Matt to Adam. So we'll just start out with first team, uh, and then we'll we'll transition into second team, third team, so on. Um, but my first team, uh, I got my two guards are John Morant, Luka Doncic. Uh, my power or my forwards, I got Kevin Durant, Giannis, uh, and then my center, I got Nikola Jokic. Um, so my kind of my reasoning behind that is for Durant, uh, the Nets are 35 and 19 when Durant plays, uh, 18 and 19 in those games without him for the Nets. Uh, so they would be in the playoffs and not in the play-in if Durant had played and not gotten injured. Um, ja, a most improved player nominee, like we kind of talked about, um, had led the Grizzlies to the second best record in the NBA. Jokic might go back-to-back MVP, so he's kind of in there for me. Uh, Giannis, I don't think I need to make a case for Giannis. Giannis is just a stud. Um, And Luka has helped uh, the Mavs go from a play-in team all the way to competing for the three-seed right now. Uh, His second half after the All-Star break has uh, given me reasoning behind putting him in the first-team group. Um, Matt, who do you got for your first team? Um, Yeah. Somewhat similar. I got Luca as one of my guards, D Book as the other guard, Giannis and Tatum as the forwards, and Jokic as the center. I think it's pretty ridiculous to leave D Book off the guard list and put Jaw there, considering that they're the one seed, in my opinion. But I think, I mean, Jaw's had a great year, though, too. So, but I think Book's had to hold down the fort, though, with, uh, CP3 out and Jaws team has been like I think they're like 20 and 3 or something with him not playing or something like that this year which is a testament to the depth that Memphis has and Tatum I just the turnaround that they had since the midseason has just been incredible and I think uh, 
since he's played more games too than Durant, I would have to give it to Tatum. Being yeah, I kind of just did it. I did it more by position wise, just because I, I could have put in Booker in there, but I didn't have a point guard in there, and I thought Ja kind of deserved that uh, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I see the bias, Adam. You see any uh, any flaws in our uh, first team? You know, I I, I if I, I prefer um, Matt's first team over yours, Alex. Wow, shocker! Just because I, I didn't have Devin know, Booker in the hey, first team. <laughs> I'm not biased or anything, but if you're gonna leave Devin Booker out of the first team after this season, hey, that's just disrespectful. For whoever, what more does for, he have to do? For whoever's whoever's listening right now. Just know that there is biasness. Do not listen to what Adam is saying because he is being no biased. Bias. He's being biased because they didn't put Devin Booker in the first team, and it's, well, it's bullshit. After this bullshit. season, they they broke I a franchise record for wins. Exactly. Not all because of Devin Booker, though. Oh, I mean, a big part. A big part. It was a huge part. Wasn't CP3 injured for a while? Wasn't Look, Cam Johnson? Devin Booker, Devin, Devin Booker put the Devin Booker and Chris Paul are both on my all NBA teams. They just didn't make the first team. Wow. Well, might as well not have them on it then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So that's that's a big issue for me. If you're gonna leave Devin Booker off the first team, you better have a very, very good explanation for that. And then another one is obviously um it it all comes down to uh, MVP voting, and I think you can't leave Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid off the first team because they're both that good. So whoever can come uh, come home with the MVP, I think that that person's going to make the uh, the first team. But in my opinion, I'd I'd put Joel Embiid. I get, I get that, but so the way the rule is, is you can put Jokic as like a four, but they have to vote him in as a four. So if they vote, if he gets votes for fourth or, or for to be a power forward and gets votes to be a center, if he doesn't beat Joel Embiid out as, or beats Giannis out as at the four, at the power forward position, then he might not get second and third team votes. So like, I had to make sure that I had Jokic and Embiid both on the all-NBA team. And my reasoning was, you know, I think Jokic is an MVP, is the MVP back-to-back. So that's why I put him first team instead of second team. So Right. Now, I mean, it's fully understandable, like, that, that situation. Like, it's hard to pick either Jokic or Embiid because they're both having a, a crazy year. But, right. again, you can't leave Devin Booker off the first team. I get it. I get it. That's why I'm going to go into my second team right now and kind of redeem it a little bit. So uh, my two guard positions, (laughs) I can come back from it. I can come back. (laughs) So my guard guard positions, I got Steph Curry. I got Devin Booker. Uh, My forward positions, I got DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum. And then at center, um, just like I said kind of before, I got Joel Embiid as my uh, center rotation. Just uh, my reasoning behind it, Steph has had a down year maybe numbers-wise, but his impact on games hasn't changed. And for the most part, uh, he's been healthy, leading to, leading the Warriors to hopefully a, a three seed. Um, Booker has made some noise in the MVP race, 
but it might be a little bit too late just because he just came on uh, with Chris Paul's injury. Um, and then with that being said, he's had a ter- terrific year, though. And uh, Terrific. 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 He's had a giraffe year. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, Booker's really been like that anchor for that Suns team, um, really propelling them into their best record as a franchise in a number one seed going into playoffs. Uh, my four positions, uh, DeRozan has basically reshaped this Bulls team into the, into, um, into the playoffs and, and has had 28 games this season with over 30 points, uh, which is only behind Embiid, Ice Trey, Giannis and LeBron. Um, so that's why I put him in there. Tatum's second half of the season has been outstanding and is relatable almost to Luka. Um, Embiid should be a first-teamer. I, I mentioned this earlier, um, but I had to d- make a decision between either him or Jokic and, you know, might get a little bit of shade from it, like I, I kind of did in the podcast already, but I just want to apologize to all the Sixers fans and Embiid fans real quick. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt, who you got for second team? Yeah, my, my, I have some similar guys. I got Curry on there, Morant, because I wasn't a psychopath and put him over Booker. And oh, wow. <laughs> wow, you, you calling me a psychopath? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who's the one seed and who's the two seed? And then I'm taking uh, – not, put not uh, I'm putting DeRozan on, uh, on there along with Kevin Durant. I mean, Durant, obviously, I'd probably take him over Tatum, but considering who's played the most games, and I think Tatum's been better defensively this year than Durant has, so that's why I put Tatum on the one. Listen to this idiocracy right now. Hey, I'm not not hating on the Durantula, though, because he's a hell of a player. And then I put Embiid just because, just like you, I put Jokic. And as on the first team, because I think he's my MVP. If Embiid wins MVP, though, I think you have to put him on the first team. Otherwise, that'd be pretty heinous. Or why not just right, why right. not just split it uh, so that both of them win? You know, put one on the first team, give the other MVP. I think that's a that's a fair trade. Eh, yeah, yeah maybe, I don't know about that. I don't know if they would see it the same way, but especially no, but like Embiid, it, say. Say Joel wins uh, both first team and MVP, that then you're throwing major shade at Jokic. So, yeah, I but, mean, I think I think if I was Nikola, I'd be even more pissed if I didn't make first team or MVP after the season I had. Vice versa for Embiid as well. People might say the MVP is a fraud then if they're not even on first team All NBA. Exactly. I'm just. I'm just trying to be the the good guy here and, and give <laughs> each player a win here. Hey, that's that's a good question though. When was the last MVP to not make first team? Ooh, look it up. Has it, I don't even know if it's ever happened. That, that's what I was saying. I don't know. <laughs> that's a great, great little question for people to look up. That should have been on the quiz today. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who knows? Who knows? It might be a future question in in the, in the future. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah, it might have to be on next so, week's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we might have to. 
so third team. Let's get into third team real quick. Um, Guards, I got Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Forwards, I got Jimmy Butler, LeBron James. And then I got Cat at the center position. Uh, Reasoning behind it, Cat has... I mean, he's got to make the All-NBA team this year. You know, I think he's the third best center in the league. Uh, He's tied for the most points in a a game this year with Kyrie at 60 points in a classic uh, win against the Spurs. Uh, I was debating between Trey Young and Chris Paul for this third uh, team spot, Uh, even though Trey has uh, substantially better numbers. uh, Paul has led his team to a better record and has absolute control of everything he does on the court. Uh, Mitchell and Butler make this team due to their aggressive play on offense and defense and have led their teams to solid records this year as well. Uh, LeBron is the only other player, only player on this list that uh, isn't going to make the play playoffs or the play in. Um, and I had to go with him due to the sheer, um, you know, the, just the play that, that he's done this year, you know, dealing with, all the injuries and discombobulation the, the Lakers have dealt with this year. Uh, a 30-point average from a 37-year-old, 19-year-old vet who is by far the best player of my generation, mixed in with a bit of biasness, being my favorite player, uh, has him in as the third uh, third team for me. Matt, who you got? Um, yeah, definitely don't have LeBron. I got... Carl Anthony Towns bringing in that center. You got Siakam and Butler. I mean, uh, what Siakam's done too, like considering a lot of people counted out Toronto when the season first started, and now they're the fifth seed in the playoffs. Butler has been a big part of why Heat are the number one seed in the East, which is very impressive to me. And then I put Paul and Garland in as my two guards. It was definitely a, a toss-up between Garland and uh, Trey Young. I just gave the nod to Garland, though, since it was a little less expected. And then the Hawks have kind of taken a step back this year, even though Trey's been great. And then some notable people that I left out were Bam. I kind of had to choose between Bam or Jimmy, and I chose Jimmy. Jimmy Buckets. Left out LeBron James because um, – I mean, obviously, like, if you're not even in the play and, like, was it just – were you just stat padding? I mean, we we saw what THT did when he had the throw, and he had 40 points too. So, it's not – kind of makes LeBron's 30 points a night less impressive considering he is – That's one game. That's one usage, game out of THT. Considering, <laughs> considering his usage rate is so high. I mean, use, use Westbrook a little more, and maybe they would have made the playoffs. Um, then we got yeah. then we got Trey Young and Donovan Mitchell were notable left outs too. Rudy Gobert, you could say too. Yeah, I mean, just going off of the left, the notable left offs. Um, I had Trey Young off, like I said. Uh, Bam left off, like you said, and Rudy Gobert, um, Chris Middleton, Dejounte Murray, James Harden, Pascal Siakam. All of those were left off. All could be considered for the third team as well. Um, let's move into uh, our all-defensive teams. Uh, so you get two teams for this. Uh, we'll start off with the first team. Uh, my guards are 
Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart. Uh, forwards, I got Mikel Bridges, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And at center, I got Bam Adebayo. What about you, Matt? Um, yeah, well, I, I might have snuck some people in there. But I put Mikael Bridges as a guard and Marcus Smart as a guard. Then I put Bam as a forward and Giannis as a forward and then Rudy Gobert as my center. I just thought those are probably the overall five best defense players this season. I wanted to make sure they all got on there. So that's my reasoning for that. I think uh, I definitely wouldn't want to see them on a team together if I was playing them because that would be a scary defensive team. Yeah, you kind of you kind of fidgeted with the uh, the actual spots they play on the floor. Position. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Mikael Bridges plays uh, guard much, but he, he occasionally when uh, Chris Paul was out when we had point Booker. I mean, I don't. When has Bam Adebayo ever not been a center though on the court? He's played a couple minutes with the Yurt and Deadman. Yeah, a couple minutes. <laughs> a couple. He's not that tall, though. He's isn't he like six ten? Yeah, six ten. But the way the uh, NBA is kind of playing now is you're playing with less less tall centers. You're trying to get more athletic and kind of get the flow um, of the game kind of going in your way offensively, just because it's such an offensive minded game nowadays. Yeah, I I more based it off the fact that Bam can guard like pretty much any position. Yeah, I totally agree. Adam, you got any, uh, you think uh, anything's wrong with our first team? Yeah, I, I think you guys are missing one one key player in DeJounte Murray. Um, I think he easily could fit either one, the first or second team defense. And I think he could, you know, I mean, going off of last the last topic, I think he could make the third team all NBA team as well. But I think he's also another player who's been having a great year. Um, you're also leaving out Gary Trent Jr., who's been always great on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but other than that, I think you guys hit the net like the. I mean, most most of the great defensive players right there. Yeah, I can't go wrong with what Adam just said. I I feel like he's reading off my list, even though he can't see it, but. Uh... On my second team, I got my guards are DeJounte Murray and Gary Trent. So I, I wanted to give them a little bit of credit too. Uh, so it's kind of funny that you kind of mentioned those two players. Um, so those are my guards. Uh, forwards, I got Draymond Green at the small forward. I, I mean, yeah, he's not a small forward, but I had to include him in there in the pot, in the forwards position. Wow. Uh, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, as the second one, and then uh, Rudy Gobert as my center. So a little bit of notable notables left off for me. Uh, you could put in the Cavaliers uh, centers in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Both missed a lot of time, so that's why I kind of took them out. Uh, Desmond Bain, great defender for Memphis. Devin Booker has been playing not only good on offense, but he's been playing really good on defense as well. Uh, and then hey, I'm, I'm glad you can give him some respect. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then uh, Herbert Jones, rookie uh, for the Pelicans, has been playing good on defense. Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, uh, and then also the entire Boston Celtics team. I feel like everybody on that Boston squad, when it comes to, you know, I got Marcus Smart on there, but 
you could put you could make a case for Jason Tatum for Jalen Brown, um, Derek, Derek White. White if you want to, um, Rob Williams, Al Horford, Robert Williams got injured, so I took him off. But you could make a case wow. for any Boston Celtic Boston Celtic on there. Just, just uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know refute it either because. Everybody on that Boston Celtics squad definitely deserves to be on uh, an all-defensive team. Maybe an all-defensive. You can just make a, a separate third team and just put the entire uh, Celtics team on there. Yeah, <laughs> you could. Matt, who's as your second team? My second team, I put Drew Holiday as one of my guards, and then Fred Van Eat as the other one. Um, I think he he makes that that. Raptors team run. I, I like Gary Trent too, the Minnesota boy, but I'd have to go with Fred Van Fleet over them. And then Evan Mobley, just the block king, along with Jaron Jackson Jr., the other block king. So those two are holding it down with blocks in the league. And then we got Rob Williams. He's just been so versatile this year for the Celtics and a large part of holding down the paint for them this year yeah i love it adam you see any flaws in our in our first and second team uh all defensive players i mean like i i do like that robert williams pick he's definitely deserved to be on a, a defensive team i mean obviously yeah you hit you hit the spot right there you can you you can put almost any celtic starter on on one of these teams um I think I think you definitely de- you definitely could put um, Jason Tatum in there at in the, in the second team ahead of Evan Mobley, but I mean anything could happen honestly. Like yeah, and some I just uh, didn't cheat. Yeah, I didn't want to cheat though, like Matt did, and put uh, put Bam and Rudy in my first team, even though they both right. even though they both deserve it. Yeah, I mean I just had to. I went. I went by the books, you know. It's pretty baffling to leave one right. of them off the first team when they've been so good this year. But I totally agree. Hard. I totally agree. I'm just going by by the books, trying to do it by position, by um, guard, forward, center. That's the only reason so, behind mine. Somebody that I I probably would have just since I'm biased, I would have put Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt, on the second team just because I'm. Ooh. From Minnesota, and he he's had a great year defensively, and he's been a really the energy behind their defense this year, along with Pat Bev. Could have put Pat Bev on there too. I just uh, he misses some games every now and then, and sometimes I feel like he's just running around. <laughs> right, I think <laughs> I think the only thing with with uh, Vanderbilt though is like, so if you were to say first half award, yes, but. Second half, I think he's he's dealt with a little bit of injury, so it's kind of slowed him down a little bit. Yeah, I've just noticed a little bit of difference the second half of the season from Vandy. Um, that probably doesn't value him getting into one of these two teams. And he's still young; he yeah. definitely could win it I, um, in the next couple of years. There's definitely a, a difference too when like the T Wolves play a good team versus when they play like the Thunder or something like that. You can see the the impact of Vanderbilt a little bit more against the bad teams. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, uh, our last little all team, uh, we'll do all rookie teams. Uh, this just like the all defensive team, it's two teams. 
Um, so starting off with the first team, for my guards, I got Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. Uh, forwards, I got Scotty Barnes, Franz Wagner, and at center, uh, I got Evan Mobley. Matt? Yeah, mine's pretty much exactly the same. It is exactly the same, except I took Giddy over Jalen Green just because I think and I think a lot of people are sleeping on Giddy now that he's been out for a little while where Jalen Green was that could be the case. Was awful to start the season, but he's picked it up as of late. So I think they've kind of had similar rookie years. Just one was hot in the beginning of the season and the other's hot now. So you can't go wrong with either one, though. I think both are promising players that are going to have bright futures in the league. Yeah. I have I have Josh Giddy in my second team too. So like with my guards, I got uh, a, kind of a surpriser, maybe not. Um, but I got Bones Highland uh, at Ooh. one of the guards. Uh, I got Chris Duarte as the other guard. Uh, Whoa! Nice. Yep. Forwards, nice I got forward. Forwards, I got uh, <laughs> forwards. I got Josh Giddy and Herbert Jones, and then at center, I got Sangoon. Okay. Wait, who was your other forward? It was Jones and Domingo. Jones and Giddy. Giddy oh, at the small forward. Oh, Giddy at small forward. Yeah, I left. Yeah, some of my some of my notable left leaves off or left offs are uh, Davion Mitchell, who's been playing great, kind of the second half of the se- season without uh, Fox and and some of their guards. I got Corey Kispert off the list. He's been a good starter for the Wizards. Uh, Kaminga. He's been good. He's been good. Kispert? Yeah. yeah. For a rookie, I think he's been good. Nah. Agree to disagree. Agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> Definitely do disagree to agree. <laughs> but yeah, I left uh, I left Kaminga off. He could Damn, definitely, you're saying uh, my second team right now. I know, I know, I know. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me see my second I, team first. I, all right, all right, all right. You go all with right, your second my, team. My second team is Jalen Green, who you could arguably put him on the first team. If you're gonna bend the rules, first especially team. and put uh Giddy as a forward, even though he could be a shooting guard. Um plays a small forward. Yeah, not on ESPN. You can put him at the guard position, so most of the year, though, they played Shea at the one, they played um, Dort at the two, and they played Giddy at the three. Did they, play, the did they play Dort at the three? Nope, Dort played the two. Oh, did he, though? Who was he guarding? Yeah, you remember, You remember what was it, one or two years ago? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to argue guarding right James now. Harden, who's the two? I'm not going to argue it right now. He just guards the best player because he's their best defender. But... I think uh, Davion Mitchell. Right. I have Davion Mitchell as my other one. Who he's been a really good defender this year, and he's also had to step up a lot with um, Hal Burton getting traded and then Fox being out with some just a variety of things. I think Fox has been out with this year. Um, and then I don't know why but I put Sangoon as a forward and put Herb Jones as a center accidentally, but. Reverse those oh, he's, two. He's twisting the rules. No, reverse he's those twisting two. the rules again. I, 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 I actually <laughs> did it because Herb Jones is definitely not a center, but um, no. but Sangoon is definitely a forward slash center. Uh, and then I put Kamingad as my other forward because in limited playing time, especially when Draymond's been out, he's just been incredible. He looks uh, 
Like we could have another star in the making in the this young Warriors squad. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Uh, I'm glad we got that checked up though. Like you got the you got the little switch there. Okay. Yeah. Herbert Jones and Sangoon. I don't know why I put that center. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> just some other leave leave offs uh, left. Oh my god, I said it again. Leave offs. Uh, some other some other players left off the list for the all rookie team. Um, I mentioned Davion Mitchell, Corey Kisper, Jonathan Kaminga, Io. Io. Um, some other ones, Jalen Suggs, which didn't have a great year. Really, Meh. a t- pretty bad year for a, a top five pick yeah and he, then he Moses moody year. right but he's still i just they have too many point guards in orlando it just yeah. i don't see him working well in that you group, know so, but... somebody that i was thinking about putting on was uh trendon watford he went undrafted Ooh. but um I think he came on more towards the end of the year and then he got hurt, obviously. But I thought he was looking pretty good at times for the the Blazers. And then, uh, I mean, you could say Brandon Williams too, but I don't think he's looked as good as Watford has. Right. And then I also had Moses Moody and Zaire Williams Moody, yeah. um, as possible. But uh, I think we have pretty good lists. But Adam, did you have any, any takes on on our all-rookie team? Yeah, I think the only thing that you get, I mean, especially, I I think you can't leave Jalen Green off the first team. You can't, especially what he's been doing lately. He's been lights out, and if this is like a precursor to next year, there's no way you can you can leave him off the first team. Yeah, yeah. And if that if that means dropping Fran, Franz Wagner to the <laughs> second team, that's fine. Yeah, I definitely have some regrets from dropping him in fantasy because. I knew, I knew that was going to happen. As soon as I dropped him, he'd start going off. But sit, yeah. sit. <laughs> he definitely looks like – I mean, the Suns look like they got some good pieces for the future with Sengun and uh, Green. Or the Rocket. Or, I mean, the, the Rocket. <laughs> uh, man, the, the Suns would be loaded if they had those oh two as well. Oh, Suns, already, Suns already have a good bench <laughs> yeah. with, with Sengun and Green. Oh, my God. Meant the Rockets, but especially they'd be with, unstoppable. They should have a top five pick too, and so that they could. I mean, their future's not looking as dull as it could be. Right, right. I also love the the Dave, what Davion Mitchell's been doing. I think I think he's gonna fill that role of uh, what I mean. Obviously, you can't fill in Hal Burton's role, but. Davion Mitchell is looking pretty good. Um, I mean, all depends on obviously what he's going to yeah. contribute next year. You, you could, but as of this year, he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. You could see the loss when Baylor got knocked out early in the tournament this year. There, you could see them searching on the bench for Davion. <laughs> Where do you go? Where do Where'd you go? go? <laughs> no, I mean credit the credit the Kings a little bit. I know it's it's hard to credit the Kings with how bad they've done, you know, with solid teams and not being able to crack that playoff spot. Uh, but they clearly see something in Davion Mitchell to be able to move on from Tyrese Halberton. And uh, it's going to be fun to see them kind of maneuver through that and see if they can put him at either the two or if, you know, he's not a great distributor of the ball, but if they want to move on from Fox in the future, you know, 
takes on who you guys think is kind of your guys' player of the week. Um, so I'll I'll kind of just list off some of the top ones that you guys can kind of pick from. You guys might have different um, different players to pick from, but um, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, top three MVP candidates. You can all put those in. Uh, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Luca, Trey, uh, Kevin Porter, and Anthony Edwards. Young players playing good. Um, but I'll start off with kind of my player of the week. Uh, I have Jalen Brown as my player of the week. In four games in the last seven days, uh, most played without their uh, team leader in Jason Tatum and also Robert Williams, who's injured. Uh, Brown has averaged 28 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, and almost two and a half steals with only two and a half turnovers on 55% from the field. Um, um, and an impressive 45% from the arc as well. So now you may say, you know, guys, you might say this, Al, why, why do you have a player who has only, who was only the 13th highest scorer this, this past week? Why? I'll tell you why. If the previous if the previous numbers didn't prove my point already, out of the top twenty five players this week, Brown is the second highest in plus minus at plus sixty seven, only behind MVP candidate Joel Embiid. Wow. Also, if you would if you would have said the Celtics' best player was out, and uh, two of their other stars missed time in Robert Williams and Al Horford. And they still won three of their last four games. I don't know if I'd necessarily believe that. Yeah. I mean, Jalen had back-to-back 32-point games against Pacers and Wizards. Fine. I guess you could say not playoff-worthy teams. Uh, but he had a triple-double, 22 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds against the Bucks in a nail-biter loss uh, without their players that I mentioned before. Uh, if the Celtics, if the Celtics are gonna make it to the second round and hopefully get Robert Williams back, they'll need Jalen Brown, my player of the week, to take some of that load off of their all-star in Jason Tatum. Yeah, no disagreements there. I think uh, my fantasy team has been very happy with Jalen Brown this past week, so can't argue with him mm-hmm. there. Um, going off Brown though, my mine not necessarily for his whole week performance, but for his latest forty nine point performance against the San Antonio Spurs is Anthony Edwards is my player of the week, and part part of it was just the sheer will that he was trying to get fifty points in the game while while giving up their huge lead that they had in the fourth quarter, so he could just chuck threes up was just. It was fun to watch, but it was also pretty funny too. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was sad to see that he couldn't uh, muster up at least one of those threes to get cracked that fifty yeah. points. <laughs> he was funny too because I heard him talking about it after. He's like, man, I thought some of those threes were going down. He was saying, and it, I think he missed a free throw. <laughs> that would have been nice, which is funny too. <laughs> <laughs> But. Yeah, but it's just it's comical though that uh, a Timberwolves player always goes off against the Spurs. I mean, you had Cat we talked about earlier who went off and put up sixty points again against them, and then you got Ant now 49. later in the season puts up forty nine. Pop said, "We're not letting fifty happen." 
<laughs> I don't think he cared at that point. He was just, I think it was all on Ant, though, that he couldn't drop at least one of those threes or make a free throw. They were all tough threes, too, like fadeaways yeah. and stuff. <laughs> right, right. But, Adam, who do you got as your player of the week? All right. You know, I have an unbiased and I have a biased opinion. Uh, I'll give you the, the option. Which one do you want? I'll go with the – let's go with the biased one. I mean, mine was biased. pretty biased as well. All right. <laughs> you know what? I, I was going to go with Kevin Durant as my unbiased opinion, but I'm going to go with, obviously, Devin Booker, who's been just – Killing it lately. No, 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 go with your go with your unbiased. Booker opinion. could be that every week. <laughs> oh, now you want. That, that's yeah. that's why he was on my first team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. <laughs> no, that's fine. You can go with your biased opinion. No, go I, ahead. I mean, I feel like you can't you can't not talk about Devin Booker, who's been shooting lights out, averaging thirty six and a half Facts. points per game, which is insane. Facts. <laughs> 5.5 5 rebounds per game, four assists per game, all over shooting 58% from the field and 60% from the three-point field. MVP. MVP. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I mean, he needs to get the respect he deserves. Devin Burker is is killing it, and I think he, he's he's gonna want he's gonna want that chip. Exactly. He's got he's yeah. got vengeance on the mind. He's not gonna let no, anybody. He, he deserves take that what, shit. What's his? Last last year he had Drew Holiday take it out of his hands. He had the chip right in his hands, and Drew just came up and swiped it. <laughs> <laughs> not this year. Not this year. He wants it. <laughs> That's why Booker wants Booker wants his cookies back. Booker's getting his cookies back. <laughs> Hashtag Booker's getting his cookies back. Booker's bro, Booker's about to turn into the cookie Chris monster. Paul had it too, uh, on the alley oop, he he almost had it, and then Giannis goes. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, dude, it's so sad though. They were up two to zero, hey, two to right, zero right, after the first two games. Yeah, I know. That just shows. Dude, I, I know. That shows. It shows how much home court advantage matters in the in, in the NBA Finals. It really does. I do. I I thought they were maybe going to sweep them. They looked so good the first two games. Even the first half of Game Three, too, they were yeah. winning, and then something clicked in Giannis's mind that second half, where he was just like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm taking over. I'm winning this series for us. I want a ring." And there was nothing the Suns could do they, about it. They had no, no answer for it. A- Aiden's really got to step up this playoffs, I think, if if they're going to win it. It all, it all comes down yeah, to or the, if, who can guard um, Giannis. Who says who says the Bucks are going to make it to the finals, though? Uh, the Bucks have know. one of the easiest – I think they have the easiest ride to the finals. Mm, depends on if Brooklyn unless gets in at that Brooklyn, seven seed. Unless they pr- play Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I Andre they, Drummond, uh, the Giannis stopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That, did did oh, you guys we'll see, see that? that. Uh, we'll see. The Nets got rid of James Johnson. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I was they, a little surprised waved, by that. So they waived James Johnson. So the only reason they did this is to make sure they get a full contract for Kessler Edwards, one of their, I believe, oh, okay. rookies, so that they can sign him for the rest of the year. Um, gives them a little bit more flexibility with rotations. Yeah. And then also, you know, he's a rookie you kind of want to have on your team yeah. going forward. But and that, I, I forgot to mention, too, Cam Thomas and the rookies. Like, probably wasn't good enough to make an all-rookie team, but I think he, he had some spurts where he looked pretty good this year. Yep. yep. Especially, especially with KD out, he, he really kind of got them some wins at some yeah, point. With, with Kyrie not playing for a while. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are on to our final segment of the day. Uh, we're going to do our uh, – actually, not our final segment of the day. We're going to just – Yeah, are we going to do the game? Yeah, we'll look at some of the upcoming games uh, this week, 11th through the 17th of April. Um, so just – You silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> so for Monday, Monday, just like last week – no games on Monday. Tuesday is actually the first time we get to see uh, the play-in. Um, so we'll have the seven, eight matchups from each conference. Um, so for the six, both these games will be on TNT as well. Um, for the six o'clock game, Central Time, uh, you'll have Cleveland playing against Brooklyn um, in a seven, eight matchup. And then at 830, uh, we'll see the Clippers take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, any game? What what game do you guys think will be the most decisive of of one of these two teams or one one of these four teams kind of uh, making it out and and going on to play uh, the two seed in either the East or Western Conference? Well, I think yeah, I, I think. You can go first, Adam. That. Adam, what do you got? Okay, yeah, I I think that the most decisive game would have to be Cleveland and Brooklyn, because obviously Brooklyn is not a seven seed. Um, so when it when it comes down to them either playing Milwaukee or Miami, I'm, if I were Brooklyn, I'd rather play Miami. Um, so I think that's going to be the decision game on who gets to play Brooklyn uh, between Miami and Milwaukee. And if there's a game that I would obviously like would prefer to see, it would be the LA Clippers versus Milwaukee or Minnesota. Um, that's going to be an interesting game for the Timberwolves, obviously, because they, they, they don't want to end up playing Phoenix their first round in the playoffs. Um, Memphis would definitely be ideal, but Obviously, we're going to find out what um, we can do. Yeah, I think I can speak on all three of us, but I think all three of us would want Minnesota to win that game just so we don't have to play Phoenix. But, Matt, do you have a – I'm guessing you're going to be the same as Adam and kind of want Brooklyn to win or think Brooklyn will win? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of funny because, like, I think uh, both Minnesota and the Clippers both want to win to avoid the Suns. And then on the eastern side, I think the Heat are hoping that Brooklyn wins so that they don't have to play Brooklyn in the first round. You mean loses? Because I, I think no, they win so they're the seventh seed. Oh, true, true. Yep, yep. 
Because I, I, I know the Heat don't want to play Brooklyn in the first round. At least I wouldn't want to. I'd much rather play the Cavs. Like, not that the Cavs aren't good. I would just – I mean, I'm taking Darius Garland over Kevin Durant any day of the week. Yeah, you want to kind of a build-up in the playoffs. You don't want to start off with a, a actual contender going into the first round. Yeah. Especially considering last year that I think the Heat got swept last year, if I'm not mistaken. They did, but uh, by the bu- by the Bucks, who by actually Bucks, right? who actually yeah. uh, they lost to him in that uh, bubbles final or bubbles playoffs. Um, but had yeah, a little sweet revenge for Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Heading into Wednesday, though, um, following Tuesday's seven eight matchups, you get the nine ten matchups from each uh, conference. Uh, both these games will be on ESPN. Um, so the six o'clock game, you'll have Charlotte going up against Atlanta, and eight thirty game, you'll have San Antonio going up against New Orleans. Both these teams, or both these games, uh, I think will be pretty challenging to kind of guess who will be the winner. Do you guys have any uh, insights of of these two games on who you think will win? I'll start off with uh, Matt on this one. Um, I think the. The Hawks it will be the Hornets, and then I think um, I think the Pelicans. I think both home teams will win. Honestly, the Hornets I think will probably give a little bit more of a challenge to the the Hawks and the Spurs. Will I think the Spurs? I, I mean, I don't know. The the Hawk or the Pelicans just have so many talented players that they should win. By keyword should pretty easily too. I mean, what they should with McCollum. I think Ingram's been having a great year. Um, Herb Jones has been a, a bright spot for them. They got Joval. Joval should eat Poto alive um, in the paint. And then I think, um, well, I guess the Hawks are missing Collins still, or is he going to be back for that game? Is there any word on that? I think he's questionable to return. I don't know if if he'll be back. So that makes a difference. Right. I'm guessing, if I were to guess, he'd be back by either the first round of the playoffs. Um, still have yet to hear some some uh-huh. words on Atlanta on whether uh, John Collins will be back, which is a key part of their of their offense, especially with Trey Young. Yeah. Adam, do you... They're honestly kind of pretty similar teams, I think, the Hawks and Hornets. Yeah, it's going to... Trust me, it's going to be a lot of offense, not much defense. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Adam, uh, are you gonna agree with uh, Matt on these two, or you have somebody else, uh, a different team, in, in this nine ten matchup in the plan? Yeah, I mean, what uh, what I read up on uh, John Collins, uh, I've heard that he's he's more than likely not gonna be coming back. They say that he's sidelined indefin- indefinitely with a uh, right finger. And foot injury. Insider Adam so on, the, I, on the report right I, there. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I think... <laughs> so, I think that the Charlotte Hornets, they definitely have more than a shot. I mean, they, they've they looked like a great team in certain periods of, of the regular season. So, I think they have a great shot at... Um, technically uh, upsetting the, the Hawks here. And then obviously you got the Spurs and the, the Pelicans game. Um, that honestly could go either way. But if it if it went, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd definitely, which I am, 
<laughs> I would bet on the Pelicans. This one. So Thursday, uh, we have no games as well. So Monday and Thursday, no NBA. Um, Friday will conclude the play-in uh, series. Uh, so for the East and West, the winner of game two will play at the loser of game one. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, it'll be on ESPN. Western Conference on TNT. Uh, so make sure to stay informed uh, on which uh, teams uh, move on or don't move on. Um, like we talked about in Tuesday and Wednesday's matchups, uh, it's going to be some close games. I think the only game that we kind of think will be a blowout, or not necessarily a blowout, but um, kind of a given win is Brooklyn just because we have a lot of confidence in Brooklyn to kind of get in that, uh, get in the playoffs right away. Um, Saturday and Sunday will be the first round matchups. We have still yet to hear of anything uh, as of today on Sunday. So um, make sure to stay informed with the NBA on uh, what they have going on for the first round matchups, uh, timing, um, and also, um, where they will be broadcasted on. Um, Should be a fun week of basketball, though. Right. Moving into our last segment of the day, the lightning round. Uh, It's multiple choice questions on things having to do with our second topic, dealing with most improved players of the year. Um, How confident do you guys feel on your uh, most improved player uh, award winners in the past, uh, well, I'm not going to give you the decade, but, um, over the past uh, years. Not at all. Shame if I don't get all these, right. <laughs> wow, that's that's I, a lot I, of pressure. I know, I know who last year's was and that's about it. <laughs> that's not going to help you much. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. no. So at least I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start this I thing off then. Question one, what year did the most improved player award become official? Was it A, 1970-71, B, 1973-74, C, 1985-86, or D, 1980-81? Start off with Adam. What's your pick? Oh, well, start off with me. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, I have no clue when this, this award started. Um, nor do I even know who the first award winner was. So, you know what I usually do in this situation? I usually go C as in correct. Final answer. C. Final answer. All right. Matt. Final answer. Um, for these, I usually just pick the earliest one. So I'm going to go with, uh, (laughs) A nineteen seventy to seventy one. All right, one of you is correct, and it's because uh, Adam ended up going with C correct, which is the Let's correct go. answer. So it's the nineteen eighty five eighty six season. That year, uh, the great Elvin Robertson of the San Antonio Spurs won the first ever Most oh. Improved Award. So yeah, uh, no clue. It's a Oscar's pretty recent lost brother. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a pretty new award uh, into the NBA system. So, um, 
yeah, I was kind of surprised by the answer when I uh, kind of went through the uh, archives of it. Exactly. All right. So Adam's at 1-0. Matt, you're 0-1. Question number two. This famous Fab Five member won the award in the 1999-2000 season. Was it A, Chris Webber, B, Jalen Rose, C, Jawan Howard, or D, Jimmy King? Adam, or I'm going to start with uh, Matt on this one. Mm. This one, just so I can bring up Kobe's 81-point performance, I'm going to say Jalen Rose, just so you can hear that one more time. <laughs> no, no, Ouch. no. <laughs> I know he loves when it gets brought up. <laughs> Adam, who you got? Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking, but I don't want to. I don't want to choose the same answer. I know the only other famous one I think that could have won the award would be Chris Weber, maybe when he was on San or Sacramento. So I'm gonna go A. Final answer. Wow, you guys are throwing a lot of shade at Jawan Howard. Jawan. It's not Jawan Howard. Throwing a lot of shade, throwing those hooks out there in college basketball. <laughs> it's it's not Jawan Howard though. It's uh, oh. Matt gets this one, so it is B. Jalen Rose. Uh, do you guys go. know who the fifth? So I I mentioned the four starters uh, in the answer or the, in the questions. Uh, do you guys know who the fifth starter was on that Fab Five team? They had a 2011 ES. Yeah, they had a 2011 ESPN documentary on the 1990s run that they had. Not that that should yeah, uh, help you guys out. Not, not I, off the top of my head. I don't even think I could have named Jimmy King. Ray Jackson? No. Ray Jackson? Uh, <laughs> oh, was it, no. it was Ray Jackson. Yeah. Ray Jackson was the fifth starter. Okay. Um, so not we are... Josh Jackson? <laughs> not Josh Jackson. No, no. <laughs> Uh, but uh, so we are even at one and one apiece between you guys. Question number three. This player was the only one to win a scoring title and most improved player award in their career. Was it A, James Harden, B, Allen Iverson, C, Dominique Wilkins, or D, Tracy McGrady? Adam? Oh, boy. Yeah, I can see it being um, James Harden, but I'm not actually. I'm not positive if he actually has won the Most Improved Player of the Year award. So I'm, I'm gonna take a pure guess out of blue, and I'm gonna go with Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady for Adam. Matt, who you got? Uh, I'm going to have to go with James Harden since he was a sixth man and then became a superstar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Adam's got Tracy McGrady. Matt's got uh, James Harden. The answer is C. Or is it C? Hold on. on. D. D. It's D. It's D. It's D. Tracy McGrady. So Tracy McGrady Dominic won. Dominic Wilkins uh, was my last choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so Adam is at 2-1. Matt, 
Question number four might be the decider, or it could be the tie up. Question number four. Two teams have won the award five times in their history, one being the Orlando Magic and the other being which team? Is it A, Indiana Pacers, B, Washington Wizards, C, Phoenix Suns, or D, Houston Rockets? I'm going to start off with Matt on this final question. This is they won it multiple times. So two teams have um, won the award. Uh, Orlando and what other team? Five times. They've won it five times in their history. Five times? Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with, I know, well, Rose won it on the Pacers. So I'll go with the Pacers. Because I know they have one then. <laughs> Yep, they for sure got one. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully they have one more. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe Sabonis won it. I don't know. Hmm. Adam, who you got? Oh, this is this is a toughie right here. Um, you know what? I I see my sons right there, and I just you know, it's hard not to pick Phoenix Suns when when they're an answer. So I'm gonna go. With C, correct answer, Phoenix Suns. <laughs> so I think I, I mean, you can call me a wizard right now, guys, but I figured Matt would be down by one and he might need like a little help here. Um, and I knew, I knew if I put Phoenix in there, Adam would want to pick it. So no, you did. Yeah. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> call me the wizard, boys. <laughs> it is a. I, I almost picked wizards. <laughs> It is a Indiana Pacers, so Matt evens it up for the second time in the history of doing the lightning round. We are tied going into bonus questions. I got two bonus questions for you guys. If you guys uh, don't get them, we'll go into extra rounds again. Um, So the first bonus question, um, who was the only Minnesota Timberwolves to win most improved player of the war? No multiple choice on these answers, boys. So it's just, uh, you got to guess it. Um, Matt, who you got? I, maybe, uh, I'm probably going to go ahead. With uh, probably Kevin Love from UCLA. Kevin yeah, Love? That's, um, exactly. that's, not... only, that's the only one I can think of because I don't think Wiggins won it or anything. Since he was a first overall pick. Yep. I knew that guy, but I I remember this. I actually do remember him winning most improved player. I think it was in 2010 or 2011. Caleb won it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys are yeah. correct, but uh, this is why I have two bonus questions, just in case. <laughs> just I, in case the first one's too easy. I don't. I don't know this one. So. The second bonus question I have, a little bit trickier, uh, in the 35-year-old history of the award, which I mentioned in the first question, who is the only player to have won the most improved player award and MVP award? Do not look this up, guys. Do not look it up. I'm going to start off with Adam. Um, I think this was already in one of the questions, actually. Um, Knowing that Tracy McGrady... Um, was a scoring title champion and 
most improved player award. I think he also got the MVP. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your answer. That's your answer. It's locked in. He said Tracy McGrady. Matt, Matt, please tell me you don't have the same answer. Uh, I, I, I do not have the, the same answer. But I think we're going to need a seventh question because... Really? I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to guess AI. AI. Wow, boys. Please tell me it's Tracy McGrady. <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys I'm gonna give you guys a hint and the first one to name him wins. Okay. Oh yeah. Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Giannis on the Kumpo. We said it that's same. I know that's tough. Oh, you guys! Oh, know. you tied it. You tied I it. Nearly said Chris Middleton, but I was like, he has a <laughs> I couldn't believe that you guys couldn't mention Giannis Antetokounmpo as I thought you guys would get him. I forget. Yeah, I forgot that I he forgot. as good. All right, I'm gonna have to look up some uh, extra bonus content uh, for you guys because. I figured I figured one of you guys would get uh, the bonus questions, which you got the first one, but uh, I'll have to look up some extra questions for you guys. So stay tuned. You got me stuck. You got me stuck on AI because you put them in an earlier question. But uh, you got me stuck on T Mag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I made it sure from from the last podcast that we did that I would not include any bonus questions into uh, the already questions we had. <laughs> is that so? That is so. So, who was the most improved player in the 2015 year? Do we get any hints? Uh, no hints. I have no clue. Uh, no Give hints? us, like, initials. Give us n- initials. JB. Otherwise, I can't even think. JB. J. James Buchanan. <laughs> 2015. First one to get it wins. JB. 2015. JB. Jason Batum. <laughs> Not even an NBA player. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, JB. JB. J- Jalen Brown. No. Rachel Nichols. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Jaylen Butler. Brown's JB. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Hey, Adam got it. <laughs> Was Let's that it? go. Jimmy. Yep, Jimmy Butler. Sorry, Rachel, for having to put you in there. <laughs> throw a little oh, bit. I didn't even get. I I didn't even get the Nichols reference at first. I thought you were just saying that. <laughs> I figured you guys would get me. I mean, he got it on the uh, on the Chicago Bulls the in Bulls. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. I, was, I, I, was thinking, remember I was thinking that. too recent. Yeah, for sure. I for, I forgot about him on the balls. So that concludes. The bowl. That He's con- in Timberwolves legend. <laughs> yeah. So that concludes our podcast today, guys. Uh, I just want to thank Matt and Adam for joining the pod today. Uh, I had a lot of fun with you guys talking to you guys about 
uh, NBA stuff. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's anytime. always a good time. Always fun shooting the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, uh, leave a like if you enjoyed the content and stay tuned uh, for our new uploads every Monday on Apple Podcast and Podbean. Again, check out our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube channels at Shot Decide. Uh, feel, feel free to send us an email at shotside at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns, or anything you might want us to talk about in the next episode that we do. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Shot Side podcast and from the boys here. Uh, we just want to wish you guys uh, a happy Monday and a great weekend, or week, I should say. Um, until Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Ciao. And, Until you hear from us next time, peace. Peace. Peace.